That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck did you laughing at, man? <laughs> So you never forget this. The days are way back. So many bear witness to fitness. Take the first letters out of each word in this joint. Listen close as I prove my point. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we have a very special guest in the house. We via, do. Uh, I guess technically not in the house. But, but he's in the podcast yeah. house. Yes, he's in the podcast house. Another member of the uh, podcast Chitlin Circuit, as I like to call it. Yes, uh, and I think Chitlin's a nasty, but uh, if you want to call it Chitlin Circuit, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm not explaining Chitlin Circuit again. Uh, <laughs> just uh, another member of the podcast Chitlin Circuit. Uh, my man, Mr. Antagonist from the Player Hater podcast. What's up, man? You know what's happening? I was laughing. I had to put myself on mute because that chilling circuit shit made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chilling, the chilling uh, circuit joint is, uh, you know, something I came up with a while back because I got to name this network of black podcasters something. You know what I mean? We gotta. It's just like the old, the old days when the, in the South when uh, the black artists had to find places to entertain people that were safe, so you know they couldn't just go anywhere. So uh, they formed their own little chitlin circuit with their uh, audiences that really wanted to hear them. And as a bonus, you didn't get lynched afterwards. No, I know exactly what you were talking about. It's just the word chitlin was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you can uh, find the uh, Player Haters podcast by just searching Player Hater podcast on Google. Or you can go to MrAntagonist.com. Spell out Mr. So it's M-I-S-T-E-R. Um 
And I, you know, I think he has a wonderful show. I do uh, too. Karen and I listen to it. A lot of times we listen to it together. Yeah. Um, it's uh, just the right mix of, uh, you know, it's poignant, but it's also funny. And, uh, you know, it's it's always entertaining. And it is. Some of the shit that I hear come from people's mouths while they're talking about relationships is um, in entertaining and infuriating at the same time. And some of it's just sad that people even stink like that. I'm like, man, y'all taking us back to 1952. I want my woman to be fully clothed. She can't go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> she better not think hard. I'm a beater. Well, like, what's wrong with you, brother? <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, they they go, they definitely go in uh, uh, on those shows, and uh, I, I believe you calling them just blog talk radio, right? You call it the uh, Player Hater Tour. You call in the different shows. Yeah, call the Hater Tour. I've been doing it for uh, about a year now. I just go to blogtalkradio.com and see what shows are going to be on, what relationship shows are going to be on, and what times and what what the topic is and if I see something interesting I'll call in sometimes it's a hit and miss you know sometimes I call in and it's bullshit so I tune right out and other times I, I call in and they're talking about something we're talking about so I just I raise my little hand on blog talk if you're familiar with blog talk you know what I'm talking about I raise my little hand and they bring me in and then it's on from there so have you ever thought about turning changing it to the player hater tour of duty cause it's like you going to war with a lot of stupidity out there it's not always a war, or sometimes. I would say if I had to break it down into percentages, I would say it's probably 70 30, in my opinion, because I'm having fun with it. I mean, I'm not, I don't get upset over any of that bullshit. So, I mean, anybody who it may sound like I'm being combative or it's a war, but it's really not. I mean, I'm just passing along my views of whatever. And most people, by the end of it, most people, if you listen to it, and I know you do, most people end up agreeing with me. Not always. And it's not my point. Trust me, I don't set out to try to get everybody to agree with me. Not at all. I'm just trying to get my point across. And if you happen to agree, fine. If not, then I would love to hear your perspective. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I mean, I can tell that most of the time because you're coming from a pretty common sense point of view. And uh, it seems like uh, most people at the core would want to uh, be sensible but you know with relationships and emotions things happen things scar people and they lose their objectivity you know it's it's almost like that's just it yeah dudes and chicks they get too emotional over this bullshit and that's a part of my point you can have a rational discussion without getting emotional trust me i never get emotional i may get uh louder in my in my voice but uh, i never get upset never ever i walk away from that shit feeling fulfilled you know because i got my point across i found out how they felt and i move on i never get mad over that bullshit and i think a lot of people that's where they make their mistake in relationships and in relationship discussions they get too fucking emotional and really i mean pull yourself within yourself Calm the fuck down and be able to, to get your point across in a relationship or just in a discussion because you lose yourself. Once you get upset or get mad, it's over. That's it. You lost yourself. Anything you say after that most times doesn't make any sense because you're too busy yelling and, and trying to get your point across and talk on top of the other person. And I don't get involved in discussions like that because... I've lost that person. They've lost me, and all they want to do is talk louder than me and try to get the appointed, and nothing's going to be accomplished. So I don't even get involved in discussions like that. You have to control your emotions and be able to say what it is you want to say and express yourself, minus emotions. Right, I agree. I agree with that. Um, plus, once that happens, that's normal when people just want to hurt you. 
They just want to yeah, say something. Yeah, they say the meanest and the nastiest, <clears throat> most vile stuff. Because that's something me and Roger talked about. Because I love my husband. And when you really love somebody, the last thing you want to do is hurt them. So why should I hang you out to dry and show everybody how deep I can cut you publicly? That's that's not showing affection and love to me. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I guess this is the longest intro ever because we haven't done any of the other plug and stuff. <laughs> um, Alright, so you can leave, you can comment on our podcast by going to iTunes, Podomatic, or Facebook. Yes. Search for the Black Guy Who Tips, uh, that we have our episodes on our Facebook page, uh, Podomatic page, and on iTunes, you can leave reviews. Uh, just leave us a comment. We always do, uh, feedback on Saturdays, and we, yes. uh, interact with our fans. You can leave us a voicemail by calling 704-557-0186. And we will answer your voicemail. We will play it on the air. Um, and of course, the unofficial sport of the podcast is Blended Ball and Blended Ball Supreme. <laughs> extreme. Oh, Extreme. <laughs> Supreme, my bad. I'm messing the song up. <laughs> and, the unof- and the official weapon of the podcast is The Taser. We will tase you. Yeah, so um, now that we got all that out the way. Uh, let's do some, let's do some podcasting. Yes, and we wanted you to know, we are not talking about relationships, right? Say, we gonna talk about everything else with you, but relationships. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, what up, your show? Whatever. Yeah, cause, you know, like, everybody gets, uh, if you listen to the player hater podcast, yeah. you learn his opinion on relationships, but you yeah. don't really learn much about his opinion on other things, yes. cause, it, you know, it's the theme of his show. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was really looking forward to getting them online with us just so we could talk about stories and other topics yes, just to see what you what think thought. about it. Yes. Um, all right. So I had some random thoughts before we get into the news stories and stuff. Um, if everybody agrees, the consensus is that a lot of Indian people smell like curry. Right. Curry. Yeah. Curry. The spice? The spice. Yeah. Not Native American Indian people. But like Indian people, you know, oh. like on the show Outsource. Oh, the people that do the dots in their forehead. Yeah, some of them do the dots. Okay. Yes. Um, if we all agree that they smell like curry, remember they, that lady who used to live next door? Yeah, she cooked with curry. Right. Then what do you think they taste like? I'm assuming you are what you eat, so curry. I don't know, man. I was yeah. wondering. Well, at least that's what they tell you in school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I said, at least they tell you in school you are what you eat, so I'm assuming uh, curry and rice. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that question. This is not my racism coming out for those of you who think I'm racist. No, it's not. Well, okay. Flay, hey, you got anything chiming on that one? Uh, yeah, I would agree with Karen. I'm sure they, they taste like uh, lamb and curry and goat huh? and, and chicken. The cheese. Yeah, cheese, spinach, and all. I love Indian food, by the way. I mean, that's, everything I just mentioned is some of my favorite things I order when I go there. So I'm pretty sure those smells will emit from their body because that's what they eat. So, yeah, you'll be tasting all of that shit if you eat. So if we go cannibal, I think I'm, I'm going with the, I'm going to eat Indian people, and I'm going to get some naan bread, and I'm going to go to town, man. Sounds like that's the way to go. Are you sure? I like chicken, so I guess I'll be eating black folks. <laughs> Because we eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> you think we taste uh, like Texas Pete? Yes, we taste like chicken. <laughs> With a side of Texas Pete. That's what we taste like. And probably chitlins too. <laughs> uh, I hope not. I'm not, I'm
No, not in this case. You mean go to the bathroom. <laughs> it don't mean to go. You talking about. Well, you know, I blame Dr. Seuss for that shit. Because green eggs and ham is what I was raised on in, in the books. And, and that dude, everything turned out. He went to the ends of earth to eat his green eggs and ham. So Man, if I see some green eggs, there's something terribly wrong with that chicken. <laughs> eggs are not supposed to be green. It's supposed to be white and yellow. So, uh, alright, here's my question. Karen, I guess you're here now, so you can answer. Mm-hmm. My man, Mr. Player Hater, he, he grills out, he says. So, how the fuck do you grill ribs? Like, I wanted to barbecue the ribs. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw my shit on there, cook them, and then when they get close to done, slap some barbecue sauce on them, turn them over, slap some more barbecue sauce on them, Take them off before the shit catches on fire because barbecue <laughs> has sugar and shit in it yes, and, and it it'll will, catch on fire. It will burn. That was that was my theory. Yes. Man, somebody told me to parboil the, the ribs. And, and, what does that mean? And some people do that. I've did that before. I, I think the ribs you had when didn't have bones in them, did they? No, they were bones. Okay, but but that's what people do when people have uh, ribs with bones. They actually boil them. So when they put them on a the grill, it takes less time. And they're probably talking about the uh, beef ribs, which are larger than the mm-hmm. pork ribs, which, you know, more bone, more meat. So uh, a lot of people pre-boil it. So when you grill it, it doesn't take as long. Okay. But yours didn't have bones in it, so that would have been irrelevant. Okay. And then, like, how... um. Do you put the barbecue sauce on? Do you put it on the beginning? Do you put it on the end? Do you cook them all the way through? Take them in the house and put it on there? How do you do it? I, I know for me personally, I cook them about till they're about done. And maybe like the last five minutes, because like you said, the sugar from the sauce will caramelize and it will burn and your ribs will taste nasty. Okay. Uh, what about you, Mr. Player Hater? How do you get down on your ribs? Hey, let me let me say one thing. I'm not a grill master at all. I mean, I get out there on the grill, and if I fuck it up, doesn't matter. I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> so not- I feel your net, but mine is just It's trial and error, man. Nothing conventional about me at all. I mean, I, I experiment with shit all the time, so I'm not. I can't give you the advice as to the right way to do it. Shit, the, the right way to do it is cook it till it's done and eat it. Okay, cool. Cause that's what I did, and that shit was delicious. I'm glad you. Karen came home. She had good. some. You didn't say nothing bad about it. No. So fuck the internet. <laughs> I was right. And I didn't get sick, so the green shit must have been something else. I don't know what was up with the green. At least it isn't that. At least it all went green, so. No, it was only on the fat. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means, though. I cooked the shit out of them ribs, though, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Um, alright, man, so. Hey, can I point something out? Yeah. Hey, let me point something out. I mean, you know, all of my shit's gonna go back to relationships, because that's mainly what I talk about. That's what I'm. You know, that's what I talk about. But I want to talk about this because I thought it was interesting the fact that Rod's not a grill dude. I'm not necessarily a grill dude either. But Karen was like, oh, that's my shit. I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We got the grill for me. I was so excited when he got the grill. I was like, hey, we got that grilling. Hey, that that's really my heart. And he doesn't grill that much, but we were, he's getting better at it. But that's my thing. Yeah. Now I will give. Now I will say this. I have never fucked up anything on the grill. Oh, no. Nah. But at the same time. I'll mess some stuff up. But at the, at the same time, I'm not out there as much. Yes, and I almost blew <laughs> myself up the first time I tried the grill. <laughs> By accident, though. I'm glad they got sexy pictures from the kids. They were made for people like me. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think that's cool. 
side thing is too, the fact that it doesn't really matter who's cooking as long as she gets cooked. Now, what about cooking in the house? Uh, Rod, do you chip? I know you do. I don't even know why I'm asking, but I just want to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so everybody else can. I'm just, I'm just assuming Rod wouldn't have any problem getting in the kitchen and cooking and caring, chilling, or whatever y'all take turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really no problem, man. It's, uh, the way I see it is whoever's hungry, you know what I'm saying? The owner's yeah. on you to, to, to take, take care of shit. So whether you want to go out and get something or you want to hop in that kitchen, no problem. And, you know, obviously, uh, we kind of share household duties. We don't have a yard, so we're still in the apartment. So, you know, I always end up washing and drying the clothes or something like that. Doesn't bother me, but I don't really have that, you know, that type of macho ego where it's like, no, the man does this shit. The woman does. Uh, like, who gives a fuck, man? I just want to be happy. I, and at the end of the day, we both live here. We both got dirty drawers. We both get hungry. We both <laughs> have nasty plates. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People, I, I don't understand. Maybe it's just me and because I've been with him so long. I don't understand that logic. We're in this together. What about together? Don't you understand? And it's almost like if it needs to be done, so be it. If the dish need to be put in the dishwasher, whoever sees it, that's who does it. If the trash need to be taken out, whoever sees it. That, I don't really think think tours around the house has a male or female gender to it. Maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. Right. I, know, I agree with you. I talked about it before. I think a lot of people, see, you guys are comfortable with one another. First of all, you're comfortable with yourself, which you know the woods. And you're also comfortable with one another. And it shows through your, your relationship and the way you deal with one another and just people in general. So people who are comfortable with themselves, it comes through in every aspect of your life. And people who aren't comfortable with themselves, they're the ones, in my opinion at least, who feel the need to have to prove who they are about what they do. This whole men take out trash shit and women cook shit, I'm like, okay, really? Come on. We know you're a dude. You don't have to prove that you're a dude by taking out the trash because that's not going to prove your manhood. I've said it before. It's only going to prove that you know what the trash can is. <laughs> people like that, in my opinion, yeah, I agree, man. Um, and it, the thing is, dude, like, um, man has been grilling since the dawn of time. You know, you put fire to meat. It really is not that big a science. You know what I'm saying? So to, to try to turn that into only a man can do that shit, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, come on. Anybody can put fire on some fucking meat and have it work out. As long as that shit tastes good, you will never catch me complaining. And and the thing that's most ironic, some of your best chefs in the world are men, but in most of your household, women do the bulk of the cooking. I just think that's ironic. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Um, And, you know, the thing is, man, when I look at food, I feel like, hey, I cannot let this food defeat me. Okay? I, know, so- I can't let this these ribs punk me into not waiting. So I got to wait till Karen gets home to cook. I'm a fucking man. And I gotta grill these things, man. I'm a human being. I respect myself. <laughs> How would I look being like you was at home, so I didn't eat? <laughs> that's, right. that's what I'm about to say. You yeah, make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. He's sitting there with the white mouth waiting on Karen to get home because he didn't know how to put grills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, if you black, grilling ribs should be in your DNA anyway. It's I not. Know. It's not even a choice. Um, that and chicken. So uh, we had this thing that we do on Twitter that some of the people I follow, uh, we do what we call Simping Saturday. Yes. And that's whenever you see a woman in your timeline say something, you come up with a response that is very simptastic or very, you know, some people might peg it as romantic, but actually the more begging and pathetic it is, the better the response. So um, I started following this dude on Twitter named Soul Cool J. And his tweets were hilarious. 
and I don't think he was trying to be funny. What he ah. would, what he would do is say it was Friday. He was like, follow this lady, you know, follow Friday, and it would be some woman, and then he would compare her to some type of dessert or candy or something like that. And yeah, it was it was fucking weird. It was very weird. Wow. I, I found it to be uh, probably the funniest thing I've read on Twitter in a very very long time. But I was at work, so I couldn't really reply or, you know, make jokes about it. So, instead, I had to wait till I got home Friday evening. Oh. And so, when I got home Friday evening, I turned into the simping Hulk. Like, <laughs> like if I was David Banner at work, I was the Hulk at when I got home. And I, I started responding to every, uh, every chick on my timeline and saying, you know, follow this chick. And then I would basically say, compare them to some type of food, and then throw in a lot of uh, adjectives, you know, and, um, and, and, and to explain uh-huh. it. And I got a lot of a lot of people seem to enjoy that. I don't think I could do it again because it's, it's, it's very time intensive. But uh, it was it was a good time though, man. I had, I mean, and that's another good thing about Karen is she's not taking that shit serious. Oh no, because I mean, honestly, I'm no. not. I, I would, I, and I wouldn't even want you to do that to me because. You be like, follow my wife. She's the sleepiest nigga I know. <laughs> nah, you have to podcast. But I got a couple examples from what I wrote. Um, I said, uh, follow uh, Zerlina M for an erotic seduction of poached skinless salmon topped with political cucumber sauce of divine grace. Oh, that's See nice. So I got the food. It's basically adjective food, adjective food. Oh. That made me want some of that. Yeah, people were, most people hit me up and said I'm hungry. Not that this is sexy yes. at all. <laughs> yes, I was like, where can I get that? Yes, can I get some political cucumber sauce? <laughs> Do you make it from scratch? <laughs> that sounds delicious. Uh, let's see. I I said uh, follow Miss Peachy Wet Wet, who I apparently just met that day. Um, because she stopped my timeline was was good, so she followed me, and I said follow her because. Uh, if you're man enough to withstand her fiery hot sauce tweet sprinkled liberally over passion fuel fried chicken. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Who would not follow that? Who would not want to eat that chicken? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> fiery hot sauce. Passion now, chicken. Now, are these, now, player hater, are these tweets making you want to follow these women or are you just getting hungry? I can't, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I would say the latter. I, I definitely want to eat after after reading those ones. <laughs> it's like, yes. What can I get that tantalizing menu? So, uh, <laughs> you thinking about food? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this whole podcast has been food related. Um, even eating people. Uh, I, so speak, let's keep it going with the food. Um, yes. I went to IHOP this morning. Oh, that new IHOP. That yeah, the one that they built in like three days. Yes. Um, and I was surprised because when I opened the door, it didn't like shake or fall apart. Or anything. Sure, they made out of kids Lego blocks. They put that thing up in like two days flat. <laughs> I said, like, "Y'all already open?" Um, and so uh, you know, IHOP is of course not the fanciest of restaurants, but uh, the one we were at was a really nice IHOP because it's in our nice, it's in a nice neighborhood, yeah. nice area. So um, they had a guy standing outside dressed as a fucking pancake. <gasps> a pancake? Dancing I around. Have, did you take a picture? I did take a picture and I put it on Twitter and said, uh, this is a the best like stay in school ad I've ever seen. Ah uh, kids, 
This is a public service announcement. Get your education or you will be dancing like a pancake. <laughs> Which is not good. <laughs> um, so... What? Now, wait a minute now. I'd rather get it in a part-time pancake. Maybe he's got a full-time gig. It wasn't the weekend now. Come on. That's just the <laughs> At least he didn't have maple syrup with him, so he wasn't that bad. Yeah, like, I'm, I got plans. I'm, I'm enrolled in Phoenix University, man. This shit is just <laughs> trying to get over to the next thing, man. But, uh, yeah, so they had somebody over there, pancake garb, and they were, of course, getting harassed by little kids. And oh, you know they was. One of the little kids, and I don't know if this is a, a cultural thing or what, but it was this, like, white boy, and he was probably about four to five years old. Uh-huh. He was in his fucking pajamas in public. Is that common? Because I don't think I've ever That's seen that. They was like, look, we're not going to take the time to wake you up because nobody want to hear you scream. <laughs> so we just keep your clothes on and bring you out to eat. I've never, I don't think I've, uh-huh, go ahead, man, I'm sorry. How old did you say was? Roughly how old did you say I would say four or five. He was old enough to walk. Right? Old enough yeah. to walk. Was walking on his own, fucking with the pancake, man. <laughs> You need to be enclosed. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I like. I was the only one. I was looking around trying to make eye contact with some other black people to see if they was as outraged as hey, I was. Was that four or five, nigga? You gonna be wearing clothes? In fact, five, you gonna be putting on your own clothes? I wonder. Do you think, you think white people know about our uh, black eye contact thing that we do whenever um, we see some crazy um, white shit in public? I have no idea. <laughs> no every, idea. Every black person does that shit. Like, I'll, I'll be at, uh, I just nod my head. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you can be somewhere where uh, where you've never even met these people before. And, like, you just in a restaurant or something. You see, like, a kid, like, yelling at his mama, and his mama don't do anything. And you make eye contact with another black person. It's always like, mm-hmm, I see it. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> um, couldn't, right. couldn't be mine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about, right? There it is. And when they're shaking the head and giving the eyes contact, what they're saying in the head is, uh-huh, see, that's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I whoop ass. This is why I whoop ass. Exactly. That's why we whoop ass. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, it's a new restaurant, you know. Um, What is it about new restaurants where they always send a lot of people over to your table all the time? Mm-hmm. Like the manager comes over. The shift boss comes over. Yeah. Waiters that aren't your fucking waiter come over. Like, oh, I love new restaurants, man. You get the best service when they brand new. Yeah, I felt like a you king. You get too much service sometimes. But uh, at one point in time, I could not bite into my food because every time I got ready to take a bite, somebody came over and asked me how it was. Yep. I was like, yeah, can I, um, can I really get... Can I get a couple bites in and then we can decide we can have a conversation. <laughs> right now, I have nothing to input on my side of the conversation. It's just... Put my fork down, and then uh, somebody comes over like, "How's how's that omelet?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like a minute. Come back. Hey, Ron, Yo, hey, let me. How'd you come? Let me ask you something because obviously the black guy who tips uh, would lead you to believe, and I'm sure it's true, that uh, you are a brother who tips when you go out to eat. So let me ask you this: How do you feel about the whole tipping situation? What prompted you to? To emphasize that point and even they show that. Oh, well, one, black people and tipping is such a highly, highly debated topic. Yeah. Um, I, I realized, you know, just through uh, this old message board, SOHH, that I used to go on, um, you know, it would come up over and over black people don't tip, 
And then you see a rush of people that were like, well, I know that a lot of black people don't tip, but I do. I know that, you know, and, and it's always, uh, you know, what, what came first? Was the waiter treating you like shit or is it that you don't want to tip? Because I think every black person shares that in common where you've gone in a restaurant and you have been treated like shit. And you were like, I'm not leaving them a tip. And I guarantee you, if you've ever worked in the waiting industry, you've been on the other side where you were like, that nigga ain't going to tip me. You know what I'm saying? So it goes both ways. And I, I just thought that it's such a controversial thing that when people say no black person tips, I wanted to be like, well, I'm the one that does. So, you know, let's just squash that. And a lot of times we actually over tip. Like I've actually been in places ate by myself. And left like a five dollar tip, and my meal may have been seven, eight dollars. Yeah, I did that this morning. And the dude was like, "Hey, you gave me too much money." I was like, "No, I didn't." You sure? I was like, "Yeah," because I, me and him, have both been on the other side as far as waiters, and I've worked with people that have said black people don't tip, and I've told them if you gave better service, they tip you better. Because I mean, I'll tell them, look, I've seen your customer service; it sucks. You know, I want to pay well, you. Yeah, that could be true. That could be true, but sort of like Rod said too. I somewhat agree with both of you, but Rod made a good point. Some people, black people, going in already have it in their mind that they ain't going to hold. It's either they're on the fence, right. and it takes usually one negative thing, and it may not even been that much for them to decide. Oh hell no, I ain't giving them no tip. Oh hell no. See, I knew it. See, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so I mean, they go in. Yeah, they go in with the attitude that it's only going to take one thing for them not to get them a tip. And the reason that is, tip them up, they want to tip anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then not only that, me and Roger have talked about this. To an extent, I think it's also a culture thing. Because a lot of black people, you know, they don't understand that every, everywhere's not like McDonald's. Everywhere's not like, you know, Burger King. Some places, they actually are doing work. And so it's hard for people who haven't been brought up tipping to start tipping because they've never been on the other side when you're making two thousand thirteen cents an hour. So they don't understand that this right. is how this per- people make their yeah, income. And, and, and I, but I agree with what you're saying, though. And I think that that it really shows through because a lot of times young kids don't tip. And if you really want to see a demographic of motherfuckers that don't tip, watch some high schoolers going to a restaurant. I guarantee you go you gonna be like is they that run you to death. Are they really not leaving anything on the table? Yeah. Because and it's like you said, it's cultural because at high school you haven't really had a job yet. No. You don't really understand work and bills no. and shit. So a lot of times you're just like, you know, I pay the price I see on this menu plus tax and then I'm walking the fuck out. Yeah, now you do have something to do though. You know, those are people whose parents have really instilled it in the tip and they will get on the other people to tip. Yeah, I mean you would hope so. I mean there's like there's and that's the thing, we're talking to generalities. Of course there's exceptions. Yeah. But I would say uh, you know, with the black people thing it's it's very uh complicated and whatnot because of your cultural variances because of uh just class and money you know yeah you know it's hard to come up from it's it's complicated right you say it's complicated but really it ain't very simplified if motherfuckers were taken out to dinner with their parents they see how different it works yeah so those tend those tend to be the people who once they grow up and become adults and they understand that tipping is the way to go, then that's something they do. Motherfuckers who've never been out to dinner with their parents and cook, yeah. cook their own meals and their probably ain't home when they get home. Yeah, they don't understand the whole prince, the whole tipping principle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's real simple. It's not as complicated as some people may think. If you were taking out to dinner when you were younger and you saw your parents tipping, odds are you're going to tip. If your parents didn't tip, odds are you ain't going to tip yeah. because, yeah, 
Yeah, you get it from home first. Uh, the only things I would throw in there that I say uh, kind of complicates situations is the racial factor because I think black people, when we don't get good service, we immediately have the paranoia of is this shit happening to me because I'm black? And, and then it's and then whatever response you get from that can sometimes randomly vary in the community. But most people, if you get a feeling like I know these motherfuckers ain't coming over here. Cause I'm sitting in a, at a table and it's you know nothing but I'm black. All the white people getting food. That motherfuckers will flip the fuck out. I've been in that situation a few times, and those are probably the only times I've ever walked out or not left a tip. Those yeah. are the only times. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, but that's typically right. But those are isolated incidents. Exactly. So I understand what you're saying. It's must be bad service is bad service. I've had this discussion before. But it's and not you, but if people go in with the attitude thinking that it's some that, it, that they're being personally persecuted, yes. like they're doing this to me because I'm black, or they're doing this to me because whatever. I mean, then you you that's strike one already. So it's not going to take much to set that person off and make them not sit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you go in with the attitude of okay, maybe that person is having a bad day, or maybe they are racist, but it's okay. I'm going to give them a give them a tip anyway. And it just depends on how you personally. Uh, choose to handle that situation because I don't look at everybody as being, you know, out to get yeah. I, I don't personally. Me neither. I mean, but there are incidents where somebody just for whatever reason is mean to you. And I, I handle it accordingly, you know, but more than likely I will end up giving them a tip anyway because of just, I have to be the bigger person. You know, okay, fine. You had a bad day, but I'm not going to let that affect me doing what I normally do. So here you go. And I'll walk away feeling better rather than saying, oh, fuck that nigga. I ain't giving him a goddamn thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's weird because um, that actually brought up two points for me. One, I'm I'm a lot like you. I actually have over people who gave me shitty service. Yeah. Um, because one, I thought maybe they were doing it because they were like black people don't tip, and it was my small way of feeling like the bigger man and feeling like, hey, I might have made the world better today. I might have showed that motherfucker whatever. But it, in the end of the day, I might have rewarded him for being racist. But, you know, so I feel a little bit like a bitch, but a little bit like, hey, you know, I, I, I showed him that the world's not perfect by giving him money or whatever. But um, the other thing, though, is, and this is an interesting dynamic, and this uh, causes all cultural, racial lines, whatever. People who do not feel empowered in their lives a lot of times take out take it out on waiters and people who have to do jobs for them that that yeah customer service like this is the reason so many people get shitty with customer service and and those people who call your house to sell things um it's the reason that when i worked at mcdonald's um you know i saw a man throw a bag of fries at a dude's face because there was no ketchup now what that dude can do like he personally said I'm gonna run out of ketchup on your order, you know. Wow. Like, but it's it's that they know you're making four forty five or whatever the fuck, and they know that you can't do shit. And it's the one place where you know he might get treated like shit in his house. He might get treated like shit in his job. He might you know go to the basketball court. He might got dunked on that day. But the one thing he can't control <laughs> is flipping the fuck out on a fifteen year old working register at McDonald's. Yeah, and and, and the funniest part about it is that. When people do that, I think the best thing for them to do is size you up because you might catch that 15-year-old that don't really care and might whip your ass for throwing some fries <laughs> that deal and you're going to wish you'd have kept your fries in the bag. Because <laughs> everybody don't fuck the way yeah. they say, yes, boss, I want to do my job. 
Yeah, people ain't stupid. It's like they they know who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. But also it's that bully mentality. It's like you're going to take out all the frustrations of your day, uh, you know, against this one person who had nothing to do with anything. And, you know, I mean, come on. By, by now, you know I'm too logical for that. I understand it happens a lot. Uh, but I don't agree with it at all because why are you going to take out your first? And I'm, let me need to stop. I'm not even going to say a lot because it's too logical. But, yeah, people do it all the time, and I think it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a sign of immaturity and, and a lack of self-control. I mean, really, direct that anger at who you're really angry at. And I was thinking on a 15-year-old kid, like you said, making the or whatever, an hour. He had nothing to do with you being upset when you came in here. Just go grab you some ketchup and go to run. Yeah, and the waiters are the fucking... I, I don't know if you've ever waited tables or done anything in that service industry, but uh, the waiters... I was a waiter for a long time. Karen was a waiter. You are the fucking stepchildren of the industry. You don't yes, even make minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You rely completely upon your customer for your fucking check. Yes, sir. You know, and even, and God forbid, God forbid you don't make enough tips where the company has to cut you a check on payday. Yeah. Because basically what happens is if you make a certain amount of tips, the, cust- the company is not responsible for paying you anything. No. So if you claim over minimum wage, they basically say, look, you get a zero amount check. Yep. yep now, yep. I've, I've worked at restaurants where I've accurately reported my tips. Me too. And, and, and I would have got, got a check. I would have got a check. And they came to me the next week after I got my check and was like, you need to start reporting more of your tips. And I was like, well, I recorded, reported everything. Well, you need to claim enough to where you don't get a check. They don't want to give you shit. And when you're a waiter, you don't respect yourself. And your company doesn't respect you. Customers, for the most part, don't respect you. So they can just sense that weakness. And that's why they fuck with you so much. So anybody listening to this that is a waiter, you know, I guarantee you cry at work. I guarantee it. I guarantee you've been angry at work before oh, yeah. uh, to the point of wanting to quit or some shit. Get, do yourself a favor. Get go the fuck out of that industry. Either go to school. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're not going to get rich. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And- hey, hey, hey. While we on this theme, I, I'm not trying to take over your show, but it just raises an interesting point. Uh, because I've talked about this before, and I've heard comedians talk about it. When you take the chick out to dinner, it could be a first date, or it could be a woman, actually. And you take a chick out to dinner, and some women, and I'm saying this because I've experienced it in my life, I'm not, I'm not disparaging women, but some women are picky as hell, and they like to be catered to and spoiled when they go out to dinner. And <laughs> I picked this one chick out, and she, you know, I'm real simple. I like order what the fuck I want, and then I eat it, and I'm, and I'm out. But she was very picky and was complaining about the food and constantly just was always having something to say. Uh, and needless to say, I didn't take her out anymore, but this one particular time, it was hard to deal with. And I'm, I'm a very sympathetic person to people who serve because I know they have to put up with a lot. And that's why I try to simplify things as much as possible and I try to be as personable as possible. You know, I'm calling them by their first name and I'm tipping them when I leave. But I'm wondering, what is that? I mean, what, what causes that to happen? Some dudes and chicks, when we talk about chicks right now, who just have that sense of entitlement where they feel like going out to dinner is a special occasion for them to be treated and spoiled. Karen, what's up with that? For me, um, I personally think that it kind of goes back to that entitlement thing. It's almost like I'm going out to a nice restaurant, so my meal better be perfect. And I've always felt like this. If you want your eggs kind of halfway scrambled, 
Eat it at the house. Prepare it yourself. <laughs> I hate to be like that because when you're dealing with people that are cooking mass amount of food, you are never going to get your food like you make it at home. And it's nothing worse than going out with somebody. Well, I could have made this better at home. Nigga, stay at home then. Why come out to eat with me? Because you, know, you ruin it for everybody. The other thing about people like that, men and women, typically they have never worked in the service industry. No. Like, that's what happens when you don't, you don't respect things you don't do. Like, it's like everybody should probably have to be forced to do a year as a waiter. And everybody should be forced to do, like, a year at working at McDonald's and a year in the armed forces. And then people will have more fucking respect for each other. And compassion. We've actually right. got stuff for free for being patient. One time we had went to, like, AutoZone and we was getting something real small. It was, like, 5 or $6. And when the dude got up there, he was like, wait a minute, my machine down. So we was waiting, the magic came, they was having all these problems. And we was like, he was like, I, was, I apologize. We was like, cool, we ain't got no problems. You know, we fit. He was like, you know what, y'all was so patient, y'all can have it for free. Yeah, yeah, people just have no fucking humility, man. It disgusts me. Um, yo, so my, my last random thought before we get into the news. Um, is it me or do the babies on Mari look like everybody? <laughs> Damn, like dude, those babies, I always think it's that dude's baby. Every fucking time, no matter how, it could be the 12th nigga. Ooh, <laughs> she's like, I'm bringing my 12th nigga out here, and this is the one more. This is what the test is gonna come back in my favor. And I'm looking at when they show the baby and they show the dude, you know, and the dude's always blanking, you know. But when they show the baby and they show the dude, I'm like, you know what? I, it might be his baby. Yeah. It might be. Because, uh, and then some of them go to the extreme. Somebody had carved in the back of his head, it ain't my baby. You no, know, he said, I am not the father. That's right, I am not the father. Um, but, uh, it's just weird because I, I, when I look at that show, I'm always just like, did God make every baby look like everybody? Was that the whole, like, could it be like an Asian baby and a black dude? And I still would be like, yep. Mm-hmm. They look alike. Mm-hmm. He got your anybody face. Anybody come from anybody. Look at that nose. Look at that nose. That's you, brother. Just <laughs> step, be a man. Step up. <laughs> I know. I'm already angry at the dude. You ever watch that show at all, Mr. Player Hater? Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't lie, man. We just got U-verse, uh, which is this different type of cable. It's through our phone company, and it, it, there's an app on my iPhone where I can like record things remotely. So I'll be at work or something, and I'll scroll through like, hey, what song? Maybe I'll see an interesting documentary or something. And the last like maybe two or three things I've recorded at work have been episodes of Morning. And I, it's the title. The title gets me every time because yes. it's always like. She is half your age, and I will prove that you are not the father of my child, and some shit like that. And I'm like, that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Let's see what happens, Murray. <laughs> I remember watching those when we were younger. Yeah. And, um, Maury, uh, Jerry Springer got hot. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Springer. But uh, Maury used to give a fuck. Like, he used to seem like he was right. trying to get that lady problem solved. Uh, now, now this nigga starts in the middle of the fucking scenario. He don't even build up anymore. It's just straight up like. We're here with Keisha, and she says Marlon is the father of her baby, of six-month-old Jamarius Queen, or whatever. Yeah, and, but he said he ain't. Yeah, and, it's, and then it, they go right into the clips of, you know, man, she had sex with everybody. 
I don't know what's trying to bring me up over here. I ain't get. I I couldn't have did nothing with her anyway. I did it in the butt. So shit. And it's like oh. <laughs> and, and then the girls always oh he did it more. I'm sure it's, it's his baby. He's gonna be a man and he gonna take care of his baby. And I don't care what he say because he had sex with me and all the other dudes or whatever. And, and it's like all right. So they like they they just had an argument. Bring the dude out, and the crowd goes from like zero to sixty because they just start booing this motherfucker. Yes, they do. Every time, it does not matter if it was a preacher. You we come out from the back, your ass is boo. Yes, it's automatic boo going on. <laughs> so they got a boo sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say boo. Yeah. yeah, why don't they carry like posters with them? But, um, so, <laughs> know, but, right. so they boo these this motherfucker. He comes out there, and uh, you know they. Reveal the results because they don't even make you wait a whole hour. No. Like they're trying to get it's like the black barbershop on Saturday morning. They trying to get like six yeah, people in and out. out. Yeah, the episode, <laughs> yeah. They got like seven stories going on. It's like Maury just might as well finish the results and go next and just pull in another motherfucker. <laughs> so um <laughs> A Rod. Hey Rod, Karen. Uh yeah, I mean it's a lot. I don't fuck with the Maury shit. And the reason I was sitting here trying to think of a logical way to explain why I don't, but it's real simple. I mean I just have very low tolerance for ignorance. And if I were to watch Maury, I would, just to erase the amount of ignorance I would get from that show, I would have to read a book a day. <laughs> <laughs> to get your brain cells back. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just can't take it, man. I really can't. I have zero tolerance for ignorance. I mean, I've reached that level in my life where, really, my tolerance level is very low to the point where I know when I get 50 and 60, I'm going to be the cranky old man on the block chasing the kids away. I already know that. I already know that. <laughs> Tell them to get off your lawn. Pull your pants up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, man, and I, I, the reason I enjoy trash TV every once in a while is um, I need people to judge. I don't know why. It just makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean better? I'm like, that's not it's, it's like, oh, my life is going good. Uh, you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I put that uh, money in the 401k this week. Like, it just uh, makes uh, you uh, just appreciate uh, the shit that you're doing right. I mean, my life ain't glamorous, but it is not nearly as fucked up as any of them people on more. And I could just take solace in that for like an hour every like two or three days, you know. But um, <laughs> you've never seen an audience go from zero to sixty. Faster than when they boo the dude, and you've never seen him go from zero to from sixty to zero faster than when the results say he ain't the father. Yeah, like as soon as they, as soon as they, they turn on the woman so fast. Yeah, this shitty boo. <laughs> like people are damn near crying on her side. They're cursing and and the, the like they curse so much on. I don't. First of all, who the fuck are these guest members? I have no idea. Cause you caught the beep beep, and they're yeah. not even talking. Don't matter. Stay just talking. All it's you just the audience. Beep, beep. They're bleeping the audience. It's like they pulled in the Oakland Raiders fans or some shit. Ah, and just straight up put them in the audience. But uh, so so like they're cursing and shit, and then find out that you know okay the girl is the one who's lying. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and the dude starts dancing and shit. The girl goes back. Everybody's calling her a slut. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, and she's like, and then Maury does the most half-ass, like, we're going to get you some counseling. And we're going to, do you want us to continue to help you try to find your father? Or have, find the father of your child? And of course, of course he wants to do that. It's not out of kindness. It's because he can make another episode out of this trick and be like, now she's back for the eighth time. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what the record is, but the record's kind of hot. 10, 12 dudes, and they still ain't found the baby daddy. Man, if, if, if one of them chicks had any game about her, 
she would say, look, y'all want some free trips to Chicago? Bring the crew through. I'm just going to bring my baby. I know none of y'all to follow. But we going to Chicago this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wherever they feel, we gonna make shit. one episode with all y'all. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you just take them on every week. Yeah, I believe that shit to be true. Most of those people coming straight from the ghetto probably never been out of their hometown. So flying to Chicago is the farthest they've ever gone. Yeah. So yeah, I believe you. They put you up in a free trip. They put you in a hotel. You know, I will be bringing white people on there, Chinese people, people they ain't never been to America. I'll just be bringing motherfuckers like, dog, we going back to Chicago this week. Ah. Me and my baby on the town. I'm trying to tell you, you give me tickets to Chicago, I'm burning them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my running joke with Karen. Like, after we watch Maury, every once in a while I just say something to her like, um, you want to you wanna go to Chicago? I thought I got these two free tickets. Um, I can't tell you why till we get there. And she just she does not find that very amusing. I don't. <laughs> no, that does <that's> not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good, Maury. Yeah, it can be over. Maybe we're gonna get a free car. Now, over, yes, I would go, Maury. No. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, I saw a movie this morning. It's called The Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. It's a foreign movie. It's by uh, uh Del Toro, the same guy who did Hellboy, um, the the second one. Okay. Um, the same guy who did. He's most famous for Pan's Labyrinth. I don't think I seen that one. You didn't see Pan's Labyrinth with me? I did. I... It's about the Spanish girl who uh. Goes to live. Uh, her her mother is pregnant, and they go live on this army base. Would no? Okay. All right. Well, um, that Pan's Labyrinth is a really good movie. Uh, people listening, check it out. Uh, cool. If you're not afraid of reading subtitles, and I really would hope if you listen to this podcast that you're not, because uh, you know, I, I get that it's a little taxing to read them, but but they read all your tweets, so they should have no problem reading subtitles. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what subtitle is. 140 characters or less across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, so uh, anyway, I watched this one. It's also subtitled, but um, it was really really good. It's, it, it is a lot like Pan's Labyrinth, except with uh, maybe not as uh, visceral imagery. You know, like some of the things he was trying to display weren't as far out there. Okay. But it's basically like a ghost story and a coming-of-age story okay. for another orphanage situation with a little boy. And um, I liked it very... I liked it a lot, man. Um, if I had to give it, like, out of 10, I'd say somewhere like 8.5 out of 10. Uh, it just... Uh, definitely a great movie and, um, you know, people should check it out. So, Ooh. I don't know if... Uh, I guess uh, by your silence, I'm guessing the player hater, you haven't heard, heard of this movie or seen it. No, nah, I never heard of it. Yeah. Nah, I ain't even gonna lie to you and tell you I'm gonna check it out because I probably won't. Nah, don't worry about it, man. It's on Netflix streaming, so it's like if you have Netflix, it's 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 the great for movie buffs like me because if I ever if I hear a lot about a movie and I see it streaming instantly, I can just play it through my Xbox, my phone, or my computer. So you know, and I can I can pause it. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, you know, I, I like I like that a lot because it makes it really convenient, you know, uh, for somebody that's in the movies. Do you think Netflix is the Walmart of videos? The Walmart of videos? What yes, you, mean? you know how Walmart is one shot stop everything. Uh, they are now. They okay. are now. They put Blockbuster out of business. So, oh. if you want to um, rent a movie, you go to your grocery store. You go to Redbox. That's Netflix. It is. Yeah, that's okay. Netflix. So, um. Oh. They pretty much made it they easy key, as possible. They yeah, they'll mail it to your house, or you go to the grocery store, or you gotta go anyway, and you can pick up some movies. You go to Walmart, you can pick up the movie. Uh, it does not get any easier than that. Wow. Yeah. They shot Blockbuster. Yeah, they some bad motherfuckers. 
Um, alright, man, so let's do some news. Uh, apparently, the U.S. apologizes for infecting Guatemalans with STDs in the 1940s. What? Yeah, um, and this is part of the reason I'll never really be down with that ultra-conservative right-wing part of the country that's like, you can never say anything bad about your own country. Because if this shit ain't fucked up and I can't say it, then what's the point of being in a place with free speech? That's true. So uh, let me read this. And you know, the other thing that's funny about this is like, you, the U.S. has to apologize, but we apologize now. So like, none of the motherfuckers that made this decision are even around. Are even <laughs> a lot of them are dead. 1940s. Yeah. They, they, they long gone. Alright, the United States apologized Friday for a 1946 to 1948 research study in which people in Guatemala were intentionally uh, intentionally infected with sexually transmitted diseases. Why would they do that? I'm very confused. I don't know. A uh, statement by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Sebelius, uh, called the action reprehensible. We deeply regret that it happened and we apologize to all individuals who are affected by such ab- ab- aberrant, aberrant? I don't know. Close enough. Such terrible research practices. Thank you. <laughs> the Thank joint statement said. The conduct exhibited during the study does not represent the values of the United States or our commitments to human dignity and great respect for the people of Guatemala. Um, President Barack Obama called the Guatemalan, uh, his Guatemalan counterpart Friday, offering profound apologies, asking pardon for the deeds of the 1940s. President Alvaro Colon called uh, CNN en Espanol uh, in a telephone interview from Guatemala City. Though it happened 64 years ago, it really is a profound violation of human rights, said Cologne, who said the report took him by surprise. Clinton called him on Thursday. He said she, too, offered apologies, adding that she told him that she was ashamed of the United States or ashamed that the United States had been involved in the matter. First of all, they apologize like celebrities apologize. Like, I'm sorry if you were offended by the actions that happened like, take some fucking responsibility. Like, you can't even say, I'm ashamed that we did this to you. We No, we're ashamed we were involved in the matter. That's like Ben Robinsberger telling the girl he raped. I'm ashamed that I was involved in that rape. Nigga, you the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> of course you should you be ashamed. something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Who else did this? Somebody else? Yeah. So, I don't know. Hey, with this apologizing, I would like to apologize to one of my ex-girlfriends, uh, Paula. Five years ago, I pissed in the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you need to apologize for the actions that you were that were involved in pissing in the kitchen sink. I mean, come on, just, that's only it's only so much responsibility. She's in the bathroom, and it's not my fault. She was taking too long in the bathroom, taking a shower. I had to piss, so you know, the kitchen sink was right there. So I just had to. Yeah, no, no, you don't apologize to her. You apologize to the sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she was, if she was offended. By that, then the I apologize a, for her the taking the sink was offended. The sink was offended. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, anyway, I, uh, Michelle told us that she wanted us to talk about that. I'm not reading all this shit because it's way too long, and the point should be that what the fuck are we doing? We did this shit with the the Tuskegee uh, experiments to black people, and it, it's like the Eddie Long thing. Once one came out. You knew that wasn't the end of it. No. You know, you know they didn't just fuck with niggas. We was fucking with everybody that wasn't white. Um, speaking of fucking with people that wasn't white, uh huh. 
This article came out September 27th, and we didn't talk about it. It's by LaShawn Williams. And by that name, I'm going to say it's probably a woman. Okay. She wrote an article called Eight Reasons to Date a White Man. And, uh. You only got eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I thought that list would be a lot longer. Everybody complained about how black men ain't no good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for black men not to be any good, man, we do marry each other at the highest rate of any other race. I don't know if people know this, but the percentage of black women marrying black men is extremely high. But um, there's some very inflammatory pictures attached to this article. Uh, the first one is of a white, a black woman in a white suit, a white man in a black suit, and then a white, a black man in a white suit in the background looking at the camera longingly, like, "Why can't Aww. I be with her?" So I don't know, if, you know, if this is the new reality. But um, the number one reason uh, that apparently you need to date a white man is. They are open wide instead of down low. Gay white men tend to be more forthcoming about their sexuality with friends and family. The down low phenomenon is less prevalent, which pres- preserves the battery usage on your gaydar and relieves the stress of dissecting every male relationship. That's some BS. There are white dudes that are down low too. And on top of that, if anything in you as a woman says, I sound like I'm talking to my best friend, he's gay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't have to see you doing anything to realize. If I'm talking to you, you go, mm-hmm, yeah, honey, child. You is gay. I'm sorry. Childhood. I'm I, just saying. See? Prime example. <laughs> I might even be married to one. He's 37% gay off our test. <laughs> we took a test, Mr. Player Hater, and found that the rod is 37% gay. Yeah, apparently the Christian, uh, whoever did that test, designed it so that... It is impossible to get 100% on that motherfucker. Yeah, they did. They was throwing shit that had nothing to do. And they like, if you like to watch porn, he's gay. Damn. Can a brother do anything? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I got to put two chicks down. I wonder why I don't go to church, man. And, matter of fact, I want Eddie Long would have probably not answered any of those questions yet. Which means he would have been 0% gay. If you think about that quiz, we gotta, uh, 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 you know what? We will revisit that quiz one podcast because yeah. I guarantee he would have passed that test with flying colors. And I seen the pictures. That nigga gay. Um. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So, so here's the thing about the gay thing. There's a lot of on the low, down low white people, but they just don't have good slang. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can't help that black people have good slang and we came up with a term for it. True. I think white people just call it being a Republican senator. But okay. in general, they had the same phenomenon in yeah. their society. Yes, they do. You know? It's not just a black thing. Like, just because you come out the closet at 50 and you got four children and your political career is now through does not mean that the shit don't happen to white people. That is That's very retarded for her to say. Exactly. I mean, I, I think, you know, dealing with the relationship talk thing that I do on a, on a daily basis, I get tired of hearing it because black women, uh, and I'm not disparaging black women at all, but just talking to them, they always complain about black men, they complain about the down low brothers, and I agree with you, you got down low white dudes as well, but I mean, and they make it seem as though they're the only ones that are going through this, and they always compare themselves to white women, well, white women don't have to deal with these, how do you know what white women got to deal with? And I get tired of hearing it because, you know, your situation is no different from anyone else's situation. Everyone goes through shit. Yep. I agree, man. And, um, number two. Okay. White men are not looking for someone to take care of them. 
Word. You think it ain't no white bombs? Word. Thanks to the absence of family, fathers, and marriage in the black community, a great number of our men have backward expectations when it comes to romantic relationships. A higher percentage of white men come from stronger family structures and more traditional gender roles, where the men seek to take care for uh, for the women. And the person that wrote this, you're under the assumption that all white men are rich. <laughs> what the hell? Well, here's the thing. Here's too. the thing. How does she define take care of somebody? Because if you're saying take care financially, if that's how you define being taken care of, then maybe you do have a point. Because on the whole, black women make more than black men. Now, I, now I may find that ridiculous, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you want to say that it's only financially, that, then I say that's probably one of the reasons that your ass is in a lot of fucked up relationships in the first place. Because you can't look past money. But forget that. Let's just say this. What about having a house clean? What about cooking? What about the household chores? And if you're going to talk about gender roles, and you're saying that, well, they have better defined gender roles or more conservatively defined gender roles that, that come from family structures and tradition, then that means he expects your ass to have some food on the table when he gets home. Say that again. Is that not taking care of his ass? Like, is that, what does that not count? Because he got money? I don't, I don't get that. Like, so you're basically saying my, my service is off for sale. You got some money, then I, I don't mind cleaning up the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? I, know, but I ain't <laughs> doing it for no broke nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what perspective is she coming from? I, and I know you probably don't know the answer, but it all depends on her personal perspective. Has she dated white dudes and made a fair comparison? Or is she just speculating that since it's so fucked up on this side, things gotta be better on the other yeah, side? And that, well, what's weird is like, even... Uh, and this happens a lot with relationships and uh, even, you know, relationship advice. People still, at the end of the day, are talking for themselves. And if we don't recognize that, that you're actually talking to not only that person, but to their past experiences. But their past experiences compared to the vast amount of experience in the world is a drop in the fucking bucket. You know what I'm saying? That's why I very rarely give relationship advice because I don't know what the fuck is going on in your house, your home, your upbringing. All I know is how my shit works. I can tell you the closest I can guess for you. At the end of the day, I don't have to deal with any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so if, if you come to me and say my woman beats me, I can only tell you like, man, that sounds like some shit you should probably go to the cops with. But I don't know how to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And uh, and even if I... And that's what's like- yeah. yeah, and that's what cracks me up. I ain't mean no, to go ahead. That's what cracks me up about so-called relationship experts. Trust me, I would never consider myself a relationship expert. I, I, I talk about relationships, but I'm not an expert at all. I, I would be like you, right? I'm just like, yo, if he's whooping your ass, leave. You know, report him to the police and then pack your shit up and leave. I, I can't give you any more advice than that. I mean, because I had this dude, you know, ask me, well, I, I want to meet more women. What can I do to meet more women? And my answer is always going to be straight and logical. If you want to meet more women, go talk to women and just be yourself. That's all I can tell you. I ain't going to tell you run game on this chick or you got to do this, take out the dinner and bring a flag. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to do all that. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean, I know that's what, he want, that's what he wants to hear, but you don't have to do that. That's not my experience. So I'm not going to tell you to take a woman out to dinner and buy her flowers and open the car door because you really don't have to do all that. Dude, you know my theory for, um, like, one day I I want to write a relationship book right and my theory on relationship books is this is why they sell you act like you know what you're talking about and then you blame the person who is buying your book for their own problems 
And if you can successfully do that, they will buy your books. And, you know, you look at some of the highest selling books, it's like he's not that into you. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 uh, think like a man, act like a woman. You know, it's, it's telling your ass to do some shit. So I want to come out with a book called Listen, You Dumbass. Yes, you the one buying this book. Woman, you are the problem. And then I guarantee uh-huh. I will have the best selling book of all time. Uh-huh. The more disparaging it is to the person buying the book. Because yeah. I can con- exactly. if I can convince you that your situation is your fault, then I'm also convincing you that the way out is through your own actions and that you have control over everything that happens to you. And the sad part about it, you can't be too. Right, I agree. You can't be too. You can't put the logical point out front. You have to put the ignorant shit out front. Let let them know. Look, you fucked up, and you're gonna stay fucked up. But if you want to get your shit right, this is what you need to do. But yeah, the negative shit needs to be out front, and then the logical shit needs to be in the back. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So point number four. We might not get to the rest of the news because this shit is kind of interesting. We might just end it with this thing. Um, attend and graduate from college. So white men. They go to school and they graduate from school. Uh, black women are graduating from college and black men continue to drop out. As a result, degrees become intimidating with black when dating black men. In white culture, education is valued and expected. Thus, white men have no problem dating educated women with advanced degrees. It is impressive rather than intimidating. Whoever wrote this article has never seen Country Bumpkins. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have never been down here. and I mean, and I'm not racist or anything, but seeing like pure bread country tobacco chewing out in the redneck white people down here a lot of them could care less about education and honestly a degree is intimidating to anyone who's insecure that's right it doesn't matter what color you are you can be white and be insecure that's true you know what i'm saying and her whole what's funny about this point is that her entire basis is that it's not that they don't have insecurity it's that oh they will have done better than you at life so they will not be intimidated because you'll still be below them in their mind. So they're not even saying like, oh, you'll be considered and respected as an equal. It's, yeah, you got a degree, but I'm a white man. I can handle that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will laugh at your degree, nigger. <laughs> <laughs> You're still black, so I'm not worried about you being smarter than me. Um, That's ridiculous. Number four, at least a tip to marry before making babies. So, uh, and now this is a weird picture because this is the gayest looking white dude I've ever seen. Ah! Hugging on a white, on a black woman in a wedding dress. And that is not going to end well, is all I'm saying. He might need to go back to point number one about living on the down low. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, white men just don't have children sprinkled all over the world like black men. If they do, most of them are married to the mother at some point. Sure, they divorce, but you can only divorce if you at least attempt a marriage. And this is one of my biggest problems with women in general, not just black women, but marriage is not a fucking goal. No. It is, you can't put it on your resume. It's not a career path. Yeah. It's something that happens right. when two people have certain feelings for each other, and you can't force that shit. And if you just live your life going, well, at least I was married, then you're going to be at least I was divorced, too, because it's the dumbest fucking thing you can do. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. It makes that mistake. And it's crazy. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Nobody's promised to be married. I mean, some of these women in, mainly women that are here saying this, like, uh, and like the chick on one of my last shows talked about, at least I can say I was married. Why, why, why would you even want to say you were married? The marriage was fucked up. I wouldn't want to admit that shit. I would rather not be married than tell somebody I was married in a fucked up relationship. Yeah, it's, it is the equivalent of saying, uh, I got raped. At least I can say I had sex. No, you did it wrong. You <laughs> fucked up. 
you did the wrong shit. Do the right shit and do it right, or don't do it at all. It's ridiculous. Uh, they don't glamorize ignorance. They may listen to rap music, but they are smart enough not to act out. The thug life is not something to be aspired. White men have a firmer grasp on what really defines manhood. Wow. Let me tell you what defines ignorance. The tea party. You see any niggas in that shit? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it depends on what you define as ignorant. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, it just, she's just assuming that rap music is ignorant, and it's not that. And, and not only that, um, especially the younger culture, uh, people will never admit, black, black people don't have nothing, don't own nothing, but we influence American society is what we quote unquote call cool. Right. And so, you know, it's why do you have white women getting booty operations or getting breast operations? Why? Because they want to be black, but they don't want to be black. You want to be black as far as features, but you and, and, and you get tans and you spray your skin tone darker, but you don't really want to be a nigga. Right. And that's the same thing. Well, like They want to be black, but they don't want to be a nigga. That's right. Because that's <laughs> right. I mean, you're, I'm, and, and that's when you call it. To me, that's ignorant. Well, Just be happy on your own. Exactly. I think we all are looking for that experience in America. We would all like to be black, but exempt from the nigga clause. It's, yeah. You know, if I get pulled over in South Carolina at the dark, I hope they let me go. Yeah, because my thing is that... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Claire. Oh, no, it's all good. I'm just agreeing with you on the nigga part. I don't mind, you know, being black and claiming to be black, but I don't want to be a nigga. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the, the thing about it is that just be comfortable in your own skin, and ignorance goes beyond, you know, just different territories. Well, it's funny because the kind of ignorance, it depends on how you define it. And, you know, there's racial, that, like, you can be ignorant and be the whitest motherfucker on the world but you can still be ignorant it's just that if you're gonna only define ignorance by say a tattoo or uh listening to jay-z then you're gonna think a lot of people are ignorant but that just makes you ignorant ironically yes it does because a lot um also you know finance it says number six financial planning and stability so white people uh white men specifically Plan for finances and, you know, being stable in the future and shit. Um, here's my question about that. Why aren't you doing that for your motherfucking self? Why are you waiting on any man, black, white, green, to come in your life, straighten up your finances, and get you stable? You ridiculous bitch. What is wrong with you? <laughs> get your shit together. Invest in your own for one k Yeah, you sitting around waiting on fucking Superman to come in and swoop in and save you. You manage your own money, okay? And then even if you even if you get with a motherfucker that can't manage money, then why don't you handle the finances? Yeah. Stop looking to hand off the responsibility to somebody else. And most of all, like I said before, any reason is a good reason not to have a relationship. Any reason you don't want to start one. So if a motherfucker ain't got his money right and that's the problem, just don't get with him, regardless of race. It's, what does that matter, white or black? Like, you can marry a, a white dude with a fucked up credit rating, but when y'all get together, he gonna fix his shit. Come on. Um, number seven, have the ability to look beyond your past. E- ever wonder why white people can date friends of exes and so on? It's, it's because they don't let the past hinder the present. Promiscuous black men think they deserve to settle down with virgins allow and allow past rever- relationships to haunt the present. Not white men. They have no problem turning their hoe into a housewife. Word... That has nothing to do with color skin. That has something to do with people's personality. There's a lot of people, regardless of color skin, that can't get past people's past. I mean, Shaq is marrying hoops, okay? I think we're a little past 
the whole can't be housewives thing but um even more important than that is in her own sentence she's calling women who have had sex with other men and their husband hoes this is her writing this article so she says they have no problem turning a hoe into a housewife there's no quotes around this this is her sentence of yeah you're a hoe but don't worry you get a white man they don't give a fuck Right. This bitch, she apparently watched a few too many um, Julia Roberts movies or whatever. Like, wow. she, she, she watched exactly. Pretty, yeah. she watched Pretty exactly. Woman. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, that is that is embarrassing on everybody's part right there. And I mean, I, the thing is, I guarantee you know some dude that is married or in a relationship with a chick. That has, you know, had sex with maybe somebody he knows or been in a relationship with somebody he knows. That's up, that's up to that individual. If they're secure enough to take that on. That's not a black or a white thing. There's no race attached to that. Yep. That's, you know, so I mean, that's, I don't know. You gotta broaden your horizons. Um, it's like Cat Williams said. If you think niggas ain't shit, then maybe you keep fucking with ain't shit niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe she needs to look at her pool of what kind of black man she's going after. Um, her last exactly. her last point is don't take everything as a challenge to their masculinity and uh, I guess what she means by this is intimidation and insecurity are two reasons for the rift between black men and women as a result their insecurities and low self esteem black men are intimidated by the strength of an education of an ed- educated and ambitious black woman rather than seeing her as a strong teammate uh, she is a threat to their manhood thus they feel the need to overcompensate white men on the other hand are more secure what black men see as threatening is what makes a great wife and business partner them and, and isn't it sad but all these make me think you've never dated a white dude well or or whatever she's done is still a drop in the bucket that's her yeah, experience and it's but, um, not every scenario well here's what's weird to me here's what's really weird um if this shit is true, then why aren't white men just pursuing black women all left and right? Why isn't that percentage? Why am I walking out? Why am I not walking out of my house every day and going, damn, man, they're taking all the sisters? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not only, I mean, it seems like they're the perfect compatible people. Going by her? Obviously, there's Nine no black men. Reasons? Yeah. Obviously, there's no black men that fit any of these descriptions. It's just white people. So, but, but then, Rod, are you sure you black then? Are, I don't know. Are you black face and didn't tell me? <laughs> I'm going to go check in the mirror because none of this do. shit applied to me. I'm no. feeling like. Maybe I'm not black enough for I her. No, maybe I married the white dude. Yeah, the white guy who tips now. Yes. I, I don't know. Black, black. Not nah, Rod is black, but like he told me once before, he's the safest black dude in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I am the safest Negro, you know. I, I do maintain that. But it, I don't know, dude. I just find this incredulous that uh, pretty much what you've learned if you read this is that the way this lady defines blackness in men is being weak, easily intimidated, and, you know, uh, obviously, you know, not strong in the mind, and, you know, having bad finances, being ignorant. Like, she's just defining every negative quality as exclusive to black men. Exactly. And, um... Exactly. I made her point, she could have made her point a lot better without 
making the comparison to white men. I, I think the comparison to white men wasn't necessary at all. Mm-hmm. She could just point out some things, the way she feels about black men, and leave it at that. I thought the comparison was totally unnecessary. It, it's sad because it, in this, like, sexual war, well, war between the genders, with uh, black men and women that, that only seems prevalent on the internet or is being created, I don't know if it's even being created, but it's being glorified by a lot of the media that we have. You know, Steve Harvey's making a living off of it. Uh, that, what was that, 2020 documentary or something where they had the why black women can't find a black man and all this shit. Like, they're making money off this shit. And, uh-huh. it, it, yeah, I, I peaked the hustle. You know what I'm saying? I peaked that y'all are making money off of this shit and whatnot. But it's just funny because there's this war going on, quote unquote. But I don't really feel it. I don't really see it. Like, I don't, I, when I go out and when I hang out with black people, white people, whatever, I'm not feeling this like, White people do this, black white black people do this, and it's become the white woman and the white man has really become a weapon to be used against each other in this war. It's well, I'm gonna get a white man, or a white man wouldn't do this, or you know, man, white women is coming up now, man. I'm telling you, white women do this. Like it's just a, it's just something you're using to hurt the other side. And not only that, I think it's this false or fake anger. Like when Tiger Woods cheated on his wife, people was not really mad that Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. They was mad at other issues, but yet they used that as a front. But when you talk to the fans, the fans could give a damn, and they were still cheering for him. Where's this false, fake anger that the media said that everybody had? And that's the same thing with this. The anger's not there. Yeah. People want you to think anger's there so that you think anger's there so that they can show they was right on some false anger. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Which is stupid. Uh, all right, let's 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 do a couple news things. We'll get out of here. I'm going to cut some of them off. Um... Sultan Youth Pastor Accused of Sex with Teen. Oh. Sultan, Washington. Uh, Sultan Youth Pastor and a part-time football coach is under investigation. Accused of having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Uh, he was a white man, so I don't know what this does for that survey we just took. But uh, Snohomish County Sheriff's Office is investigating a 31-year-old married man whom a pastor and school superintendent fired after they said he confessed to the relationship. I thought he was a good coach. I thought he cared about the kids, said the school district superintendent. Now, technically, neither one of those things have been proven right or wrong. I I would actually say maybe this made him a better coach, and he probably really cared about the kids a little too much. Yeah, too, too much. (laughs) Hands on. He really hands on. (laughs) Too much. Let go a little bit. He tried to become a life coach. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yeah, now see, there you go. All white dudes are pedophiles. See, that's what I'm saying, right there. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that in the black community unless you date a preacher. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Catholic said he was surprised when a parent came forward in August claiming the married 31-year-old coach had a relationship with a 17-year-old student. He met with our investigator and some school personnel, personnel and just denied it. The girl who graduated last spring also denied the relationship. Uh, Chaplick said, but three weeks later, the coach apparently changed his story. Senior Pastor Ed Lehman of the Hillcrest Baptist Church said that the school said the coach, who was also a youth pastor at the church, confessed to the relationship. Damn, this nigga was a pastor too. Um, that of course has been very shocking and very much disbelief uh, to our congregation. Uh, Lehman said the man's wife had intercepted at least one text message exposing inter- inter- inappropriate contact with the teenage girl. 
that's gotta be some type of naked picture there or something. Yeah, penis picture something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lehman said he immediately turned over the information to authorities and fired him. Uh, we are a church in this community and we took that very seriously. So that is one church that goes harder than New Birth. Apparently, <laughs> way too hard. <laughs> they have a higher standard than Eddie Long's church because wow. they still let that nigga preach today. Um, Fra- Farmingham, oh Framingham cop, a whiz on the job. Okay. Uh, now you know they're trying to be clever with this title somehow, so we're gonna find out. Yes, let's um, see. An on-duty Framingham police detective accused of pulling over to relieve himself in a private yard, then drawing his gun on the home's resident. Has been indicted on criminal charges, uh, said the DA. Um, Detective Scott Brown, 38, of Minden, was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon and making threats stemming from an April 29th incident taking place on private property in Framingham. Uh, prosecutors say Brown, who was on duty but not in uniform drive and driving an unmarked vehicle, got out and began to urinate. So look, you could go to the bathroom and make gobbles? First of all, um, dude, you you couldn't find a sink? Even the player hater found a sink. Okay? But second of all, (laughs) second of all, this dude got out of the car in regular clothes and it was an unmarked car. You, of course you look like a regular motherfucker pissing on my yard. Yeah, you do. Not that a cop pissing on my yard is any more acceptable, but... You know, well, at least with a cop car, I can identify you. Yeah, I like. I, exactly. Who wouldn't have came out there yard and be like, "Hey, what the fuck?" You know, I mean, I'm. A, and if you a cop, I still want the badge number. That's true. Now pissing on my yard. What's that? What's the grass? Yeah. <laughs> what even no 15 year old girls around? This is ridiculous. Uh, prosecutors say Brown was on duty. Da da. Okay. Alleged. Brown allegedly told the woman to stop looking and return to his cruiser. <laughs> Like, stop looking at my dick, bitch. I'm trying to piss. Um, returning to his cruiser, her husband, upon hearing the commotion, drove over in his golf cart and stopped next to... What is this? Are they rich? Drove know. over in his golf cart. It's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, they got three... 15 acres of land. What's going on here? <laughs> um, he stopped next to Brown as he was pulling away. The two exchanged words, and Brown then got out and drew his firearm, pointed at the victim and said, move it or get shot. The wife called 911. A video surveillance camera on the property captured the incident. Yeah, these some rich folks. Cause they got him on tape. Yeah, you can put it like this. If you got to drive golf carts to get from one side of your property to the other side, you got a lot of yard. Yeah. Um. Uh, Oklahoma City District pushes pause on hip-hop curriculum. Oh, I didn't know they had hip-hop curriculum. Um, apparently... There's concern over a new hip-hop curriculum that refers to the Founding Fathers as old, dead white men. And it has delayed the uh, program's rollout for at-risk students. So they're only doing this for students who are at-risk, and I'm assuming at-risk is probably students who are like either about to drop out or kind of having trouble in school. Okay. Uh, we're making- my definition of hip-hop and now is different? Old dead white men? Yeah, because last time I-, I heard of old dead white men didn't have nothing to do with hip-hop. Uh, well, here's what's funny. There's a white dude teaching this class. Now, if is that not ignorance and glorifying hip hop? That I don't know what is. I so mean, ma- ma- maybe I'm wrong. He's I, not relationship. You know, I thought it was like Jam Master Flash and them folks. Maybe I'm <laughs> misunderstanding hip hop. 
maybe. Uh, uh, we're making sure that whatever we do, we do no harm. The science behind the concept is wonderful. There may be some things, though, that are inappropriate and we need to be careful about. Known as vocabulary. <laughs> Make this oh shit! Vocabulary. Love that. Oh my god. The program is music-based educational tool that uses raps, rhythms, and rhymes to help students learn and memorize everything from vocabulary and English to math and social studies. That's all you had to do. Why you got to call a hip hop class? You know, I actually, I think I support this. I think I support the fact that. Look, we're not reaching these students. Maybe we could find another way. True. I know a lot of people don't like when 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 we do this in the school system. But it's it's almost like whatever it takes, man. I'd rather you do this, they catch on, they go and be something. Yeah. And you don't take the time to do this, then you know I got whipped right there robbing me. Yeah, we, get like home. we diss we really do diss public schools and say, Oh, private schools where you want to put your kids. Why do we say that? It's because private schools actually reach out to kids and find a way to get to those individuals so they can learn and of course because you're paying them in directly. That's right. Like this is a public school taking on this this cause. I I, I don't think I can be mad about and this. And I love that name. I mean I wanna learn some vocabulary now. I know. What do I sign up? I'm gonna become a teacher. Um, I just don't think we were real careful when we deployed it. Not all the parts are real effective for the more troubled youth. One of the rap songs, Old Dead White Men, chronicles the shortcoming of early leaders in the United States. But they are old and dead. I don't understand. Uh, President James Monroe's tenure, the rap says, white men getting richer than Enron. They stepping on Indians, women and blacks. The era of good feeling doesn't come with the facts. Damn, that's a little too hard. That's some Chuck D shit. <laughs> that's a little too hard call for these Ooh, kids. They going straight to they going straight to the dangler. We gonna tell y'all, nigga. Proof. The the dead prayers wrote these. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. Followed up by an assessment of President Andrew Jackson's checkered dealings with American Indians. Now I will say this: I've read, uh, I've seen a documentary on Andrew Jackson. That was a bad motherfucker. I mean, he was gangster. Like he was not. The typical white dating material. Cause to, that uh, article. Uh, he might have been against every one of those things that woman was about. Uh, let's see. Andrew Jackson thinks he's a tough guy, killing more Indians than there are stars in the sky. Because evil wars of Florida killing the Seminole, saying hello, putting Creek in the hell holes. Like Adolf Hitler, he had the final solution. No Indians, I don't want you to live here anymore. Damn. Ah. Uh, this shit is hard. Didn't Theo and Cockroach do this on uh, the Cosby show back in the day? I think I, they did, but it was not as hard as this shit. <laughs> they, they, like, even Theo and them couldn't go this hard. They, they upbringing was a little too good. They couldn't take anything uh, about the Holocaust. Did they not want to be corny, so they just went there to the other extreme? Yeah, well, fuck the rest of this article, but I like that idea. Uh, let's see. Meet the billionaire banana heir who calls himself Cobra and Jingle Balls. Justin Murdoch, billionaire Dole Foods heir and Avril Lavigne's ex-boyfriend faces a sexual harassment suit for calling an, e- a- an employee a whore, telling her to suck his dick, and requiring her to start a Facebook account for him as Cobra McJingle Balls. Ah! Am I the only one that thinks this dude is awesome? Ah! This is exactly what I would do with a billion dollars. 
The 38 year old billionaire runs with young Hollywood. He dated Avril Lavigne. Y'all already said that. Got into a bar bra with Brandon Davis and is, according to his employee Carissa Schumacher, an epic jerk. Carissa was the. She must be a white girl. He was an epic jerk. Uh, Carissa was the director of corporate development for one of Dole Food's subsidiary subsidiaries and has according to page um six accused justin of the following forced her to open a facebook account for him under the name cobra mcjingle balls which was filled with graphic images including a minstrel show actor in blackface an old black and white photo of men dressed in ku klux klan robes wow ah told because he ain't cared all did he he's either the funniest white dude man none of these white dudes are dateable what is Man, that girl had it all wrong. Yeah, she did. Uh, told her, you look like a whore, and said, you need a good pounding. Murdoch also alleged, allegedly showed her a pornographic film and said, you know you love it. Told, told of his sexual exploits in the graphic detail and simulated sex acts in meetings. Oh wow, he was off the chain. This is what happens when nobody tells you no ever, ever in your life. Oh, man. Mm. It's, it's crazy though because it, it, it's still funny because he's not intimidated by a strong black sister. That is amazing. Uh, at all, <laughs> he demanded that she buy flights and hotel rooms for young interns. He planned to feature an ad on Nova RX. I don't know what that means. That's uh, facial creams and stuff. So, what? But I don't get why that. Why does it matter if she had to buy flights and hotel rooms for them? Or was it out of her own pocket? It may have been. I don't know. Define her job as being under my desk, sucking my dick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what does she do here? She's basically under my desk, sucking my dick. You know. You know how I do it. Cover wow. me jingle balls, bitch. I'm out. Um, <laughs> threaten her life, saying, if Nova RX fails, I'll put you at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean in concrete boots. Wow. He also ordered her to book sex dates for him on her credit cards. Does that mean prostitutes or do guys that do date Hollywood starlets just call them sex dates as a matter of course? I think that was an editorial comment. But, uh, yeah, that, that's he a little amazing. out. Um, let's see, we got two more articles here. Um, apparently some parents were taping their kid to the wall as a means of keeping the little boy, um, good. So what they did was take this duct tape and tape his hands to the wall. They had another picture where they taped like a thermos to the wall and you can see him trying to get to his bottle. Now that's child abuse. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fucked up. And they are white. So Yeah, and it's bright green tape too. I'm only bringing up the fact that they white because of that article, by the way. I really could care less, but, you know, white people fuck up too is all I'm saying. Um, and they said... The couple was high after a night of partying and take him to the wall for entertainment. <gasps> then they posted the pictures on Facebook. So I used it for real. Being white don't make right. it right, lady. Oh, you have been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can help their relationship out, Mr. Player Hater? <laughs> I don't. No, I can't like comment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't have any advice for meth addicts. Mario, the, you know what's also funny when people always say when they get high they always say they were partying. Like, no, nigga, you were getting high. 
Dude, don't try to. Exactly. I party before and I came home sober as a motherfucker sometimes. So don't don't hit me with that shit. Like, oh, you know, we was high because we were partying. Oh, it's the only way I can party. Um, let's see. Singer Mario. Uh, let's see. Mario should know better than putting his hands on a woman, especially his mother. Oh. Mario, the platinum-selling R&B singer, was arrested in Baltimore this morning for allegedly assaulting his own mother in the apartment they share. This nigga share an apartment with his mama, and he wanted platinum. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is one of the black men that woman was talking about. Oh. According to police, Mario's mother, Shantia Hardaway, a former heroin addict, told cops the former Dancing with the Stars contestant had been thrown, throwing and damaging property. And pushing her around with his hands and forearms. Uh, cops say they found several broken items inside the apartment, including a broken china cabinet, a busted mirror, and a hole in the closet door. Mario's mother also told the police the 24-year-old singer had attacked her earlier in the week, in which he pushed her eight feet into a living room wall, where Mrs. Hardaway hit her head on the wall. Wow, this, this nigga. That's not good. Can't be hitting your mama, man. I don't know what the situation is. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I had to raise my hands to my mama, man. What? I was but your mama wasn't a heroin addict, yeah. So let's get his side of the story, and then we'll we'll wrap up the podcast after this. Uh, let's see what he says. According to a statement from Hassan Murphy, uh, who I guess is Mario's uh, representative or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario is still supporting his mother despite the allegations. This is an unfortunate incident between a loving son and a mother who continues to struggle with a devastating addiction. Anyone who has waged the battle to save loved ones from the forces of drugs knows the irrational behavior that almost always accompanies their actions. Despite the allegations, Mario remains committed to the to supporting his mother. So, um, I guess what happened is you know, some of this involved her being on drugs, and who knows if he was trying to keep her from going to get drugs yeah, or doing drugs or what. Stuff, yeah. But you know, when you call the police like that, you know they always come get the dude. Yeah, regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. So that's man, that's just sad all the way around, dude. Yeah, like it is. If, even if you ain't hitting your mama, then she's a heroin addict. You know what I'm saying? And even if you are, then you're probably doing it. To keep off that shit, like that is a depressing. And you know, Puffy ain't give that nigga no money. He back home living in Baltimore, like uh, Puffy. You signed a contract with Puffy. Your ass is getting fucked. <laughs> ain't nobody made it rich off Bad Boy but Puffy. Nobody. <laughs> He's like a pimp. You know what I'm saying? You leave him, you leave broke. The money stays. I mean, maybe it was a maybe it was a high end apartment. Maybe it wasn't like one of your typical apartments. Maybe it was a condo type deal where you know it was really it was a nice place. And you know what? I probably had like three or four expensive cars out front. He put all his money in his vehicles on the shield, so that's probably why he's living in this park. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, definitely he's not dateable material. He is black, so I'm sure he did not save up for his finances or plan yeah. for the future. Of course, he wouldn't do that. And you know, also, I mean. It, Maybe he's living in a nice apartment, but either way, it's in Baltimore. So, how nice can it be? I've seen The Wire. You know what I'm saying? I watched all seasons of The Wire. And the high rises in Baltimore can't be that good. Um, yeah. Anyway, man, it's been another episode of the podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips. Um, let me, uh, you play, Mr. Player, you got anything you need to plug coming up, man? Nah, just, uh, got an episode coming out Wednesday. Uh, they can tune into the, uh, Blog Talk Show Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, uh, The Dark Heat of Myself. 
I was going to talk about the fact that I spoke with married women before, so they can tune in to that. Yeah, we we were listening to that one, yeah. um, like, yesterday. Uh, yeah. We're not finished yet, but we started listening to it on the way back home from getting getting some sushi. And uh, I guess I got to let Karen stop listening to it now, because I don't know. She might be trying to run some game. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, you see, you know. I don't get a habit of doing it. It's just something that's happened before. She's safe. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, man. Oh man, I was nervous. Yeah, we, we gonna have a Skype love affair. Yeah. <laughs> you got this smooth, brush, uh, smooth voice, brother, calling in. I know. No, I'm not. I'm insecure. I'm a black man. I mean, I, of course, I'm insecure. <laughs> y'all sexy and stuff. You know, I ain't the only one to notice that sexy voice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm insecure, man. I, after this, I'm probably gonna have to hit Karen or something to make myself feel I'm, like I'm, a man. I mean, I mean <laughs> for that, his name is Mr. Player Hater. What about that does not turn a woman on? Player hating? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, on on the real though, on them blog talk shows, they be loving his do, name. They do be loving the player hater. Player you sound sexy. <laughs> yeah. Then he started talking all that common sense and logic, and they be like, "This nigga need to go." <laughs> all right, man. So, um, yeah, definitely check out the Player Hater podcast. Just search the Player Hater podcast on Google. You can also go to iTunes, search the Player Hater. His podcast will come up, and I'm not joking. It is one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, it's a very good um, podcast. I really enjoy it. It's very well edited. Um, I, I have no nothing to add to make it better or worse. Honestly, is 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 really great. Um, yes, it is. And then, of course, you can always check us out. Just go to uh, iTunes, Podomatic, or Facebook. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. And, um, you know, our group will come up on Facebook. You can like it. Actually, Mr. Player Hater will come on there sometimes and post his episodes there. Yeah. So even if you're having trouble finding him, go to our page. And you can and, find And you him. can find updates where he's put his latest episode on there, man. Yeah, and, and the um, same thing with the Podomatic. Roger has him linked to our Podomatic page. So if you can't find him, go to our Podomatic page. You can find him on there, too. Yeah, so um, definitely do that, and um, I need to update the blog and put them on there too. But um, also, don't forget you can call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. We will answer your voicemails and play them on the air, and you know have fun with whatever topics you guys are bringing to the show because this is a uh, listener. Uh, organized uh, and motivated podcast. Uh-huh. If we're not interacting with you, then uh, we really don't have shit to do. Nope. So, <laughs> so y'all keep us entertained. Yeah, keep keep participating, guys. And uh, you know, we we always try to reach out, and be interactive with our fellow podcasters, and we're gonna bring more of these guys um, on the air with us and get more of these interviews going because I think you guys need to hear these people because they're talented. They're entertaining. They entertain me. Yeah, and they're um, good at what they do. Yeah, they, I, I'm not bringing bullshit to you. All these mm. people are good at what they do. Yes. And I guarantee you, if you listen to our podcast, you will find some entertainment in their podcast. It is impossible yes. not to. They they are so uh, good. Um, and, uh, man, I guess that's it. What else I got to plug? Twitter. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. What's your uh, uh, Twitter name, Player Hater? Oh, it's Mr. Player Hater, MR Player Hater. Yep, and um, also, uh, don't forget to donate to the show. Go to the Podomatic page or go to our blog. Just type in the Black Guy Who Tips. Look on the right-hand side on both of those pages. You'll see a PayPal donate button. You know, definitely kick in. We had a, uh, uh, we had a, somebody kick in last week, and we really do appreciate that stuff. We do. Keeps the show going. Yes, And keeps us getting towards our goals. And, uh, you know, definitely we appreciate it. So, um, until next time, um, uh, we'll talk to y'all Wednesday. Love you.
Love you too. Mwah. Basketball season has returned. It's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. It's life or death with me, man. But you know, there's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am, feel me? DJ hate me now. QB. But I won't stop now. Real niggas, cause I can't stop now. Brave heart, you should hate me now. Come on. But well, I you won't stop me, now. Hate you too. Just cause like I can't that. stop now. Money I see, clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, clothes that I try, close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money falling, bitches, honeys that swollen, the riches, nice get in ya, most critically acclaimed, Pulitzer, prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my style's greater, model data, big threat to a lot of you haters, commentators, ringside cry, watching my paper, almost a decade, quite impressive, most of the best is in the S's, but it's rap shit that I stand for, expanding more to the big screen, Bill Gates dreams, but it seems you'd rather see me in Jail with state dreams, want me off the scene fast, but good things last. Like your favorite MC, still making some mean cast. First rapper to bring a platinum black back to the projects, but you still wanna hate? Be my guest, I suggest. Money is power, motherfucker. I got millions of thugs on salary. Do it now. You can hate me now. I won't stop. But I won't stop now. I can't stop. Cause I can't stop now. You now. Can hate me. You can hate me now. Do it I hate now. You too. But I won't stop now. Come on, you can hate me now. You can hate me now. Do it now. You can hate me now. Do it now. I told you, do it now. Let's go. You wanna hate me, then hate me. What can I do but keep getting money? Funny, I was just like you. I had to hustle hard, never give up. Until I made it, now y'all saying that's a clever nigga. Nothing to play with. Hate on me, I blew, but I'm the same OG. People warn me, when you on top, there's envy. Took my niggas out the hood, but you doubt on us. Saying we left the hood, but can't get it out of us. My bad, should I step on my shoes? Give them to you. Here's my cars and my house.